Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Those Who Wish Me Dead, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the new Netflix superhero show Jupiter's Legacy, and our Movie of the Week, Without remorse. All right, JV, we got some new trailers lined up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from Angelina Jolie. Haven't really seen her much lately. What'd you think of this trailer? I don't have good or bad things to say about this trailer because mm-hmm. it doesn't really give you a whole lot. So I don't want to judge too quick, but I'm trying to protect herself and this kid in a forest fire. I don't know much more than that at this point. Yeah, it didn't give us much. What I'm picking up from it is that she is in this outpost. Something happened where now she's kind of abandoned here and this is her job. And she falls in line with this situation where there's these guys who are trying to kill this kid. Probably some kind of thriller probably some type of conspiracy, probably the dad knows too much. Who knows? Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably all lines off from probably the dad's work or something or, you know, because we see in the film that there's, a or in the trailer, there's a big, there's a wreck from a guy shooting at their car. So I guess you got to figure they're really probably going after the dad. I'm going to say this. He probably works for TGIF. This is a new line movie. So he probably has the secret of the ooze and we're going to get another Ninja Turtles movie here in a couple years. You know what I mean? Like, I that's think you're fine. right. That's, that's it's, fine. It's that gotta works. be right. <laughs> 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 no, but no, but in all serious though, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Angelina Jolie and she's one of those actresses who brings it every time. And I think yeah. she'll be able to do the same thing here with this Tyler 
Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan, excuse me, flick. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, she looks like she's got some more uh, stuff coming out finally. See this one, you know, she's going to be in the Eternals coming up yes. soon. Yes, yes. So she's getting um, back into it. So, yeah, it's exciting. So Venom. Yeah. Venom 2. Let's talk. So immediately, I feel, you know, it's, it's kind of following the same lines as the first one. Funny, but with a lot of awesome action. Yeah. The, the comedy in this one looks like it's going to be just like real corny. <laughs> I mean, in that... And that was the fun of the first one, right? Yeah, right. It's totally right. Fun. That's what I'm saying. Not not a negative thing, but I mean, like right off the bat, the trailer is just corny, funny, yeah. right? The first scene of it. <laughs> Where I love seeing Tom Hardy, and he plays the straight man. He's not he's not funny himself, right? You know, he's, <laughs> right, right. he's definitely not. But who is funny is the Venom character and the whoever voices Venom. And yeah. that's where all the comedy comes from, where it's almost like a like an odd couple situation right. <laughs> with these two. Yeah, definitely. And then we are dropping in Woody Harrelson <laughs> as yeah. Carnage. Yeah, man. I remember seeing him at the end of the the first one, and just creepy as hell, man. Yeah, kinda pretty, looked, ex- pretty excited. He looked like a clown. Like, who was it? <laughs> Um, your boy from the Simpsons. Uh, oh, Sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's the feel I got from the first one. The yeah, super well, creepy like, clown. There will be carnage, and yeah. then you have this one in the trailer. He looks scary. Yeah, like psychotic. How he gets the question is how this other symbiote gets to Earth and gets attached to this character. And how Venom is going to save the day. Yeah, and the first one really didn't get that, right? We just know that this uh, ship came in with these specimens on it, but never really led us to Carnage. Yeah. Right, so we don't really know if the Carnage came on that ship or not. And if right? you, and you don't know that, you know, what other tie-ins they're going to do. Sony yeah. is trying to create, like, a Spider-Man universe. Um, you know, they have Morbius coming out with mm-hmm. your boy. They have these movies. They have the Spider-Man movies who's a part of the MCU. I just want to see some crossovers, man. That's what I'm going to be excited about. I want to see yeah. how this is going to shape, shape up here. I mean, I, I, I miss the, uh, the OG, OG Spider-Man, Toby. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we might get him in, um, the third <laughs> Spider-Man movie. So who knows, man? We got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of good stuff lined up this year, and and they yeah they can do a lot of different things with all this, all this stuff intertwined now. Yeah, Sony's doing so, their yeah. thing. They need to go ahead and just sell it to Disney, like you know, like like Disney now owns just every retire. You know, Disney owns <laughs> every part of Marvel except for like the Spider Man universe. Yeah, they won't give it up, man. I mean, it's the money maker, right? Cash Cow, yeah. Far From Home made over a billion dollars, so this movie's going to be good, man. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. And definitely a popcorn flick in the theaters. Don't forget the Raisinets. Please forget the Raisinets. <laughs> he hates Raisinets. Yeah. <laughs> Just disgusting. <laughs> so bad. So you sent me the uh, trailer for Jupiter's Legacy a couple yeah. days ago and wanted me to check it out. So, you know, yesterday was Mother's Day. And hung out with the mother-in-law, had a good time, grilled us some steaks. Nice. 
had a few cocktails. I mean, took a power nap in the mid afternoon because you know that's what thirty four year old guys do on a Sunday. Woke up, yep. watched every episode in one sitting, and, and I just said, "Hey, watch like two episodes. Just, let's just talk about two episodes." <laughs> I watched that's all I thing. watched. I watched the whole thing. Watch the whole thing. Yeah. So I've seen like two episodes. And to be honest with you, it could have been three episodes. I really don't remember. I was just yeah. watching it, and then I stopped watching it, and that was it. So with those two or three episodes, what did you think? I mean, so far, it's been interesting. It's kind of hard to talk about the story, if it's a good story or not yet. Well, for me, anyways. I know you've seen the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So at this point, it's kind of like, I think the characters are fun. It's just a little, I guess, still a little slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was like one one really cool fight. When they uh, fought the first guy. Yeah. So that was kind of fun fight. It's real short, though. I haven't really got into that team side of, the, of it yet. Everything is like one-on-one or not even really superhero stuff. A lot of family issues, individual stories of where everybody's at right now. So can't really talk too much about like the whole thing in general. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just spoil everything for you right now. I am <laughs> totally joking. That's fine. Just, that's, that's fine. That's what I always do, so you can do it this time. <laughs> no, what I will say is it is a layered story. Yeah. And, there, and there's a I lot of there's a lot of elements and there's a lot of there's a lot of thought into it, right? Mark okay. Carr, he he hooked up with Net, Netflix and he's doing Malar World where he's producing like so much content for Netflix over the next like five or 10 years, they gave him a bagazillion Bitcoin Netflix dollars. You know what I mean? Just a, just a black credit card. Doesn't even say nothing on it. It's just black. That's exactly what it was. Yes. Just a blank black credit card. So, you know, his first, his first slate is Jupiter's legacy, which was his comic book that was released back in 2013. And it's a very compelling story that tells a lot of different social economic things in the story. Mm-hmm. And from the title, it's also about legacy. You know, what is your legacy? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to leave to your children and future mm-hmm. generations as well? That's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, uh, like I said, I see all the family drama right now. Yeah. You know, the the dad, you know, is supposed to be the man, right? Supposed to be a superhero. He's supposed to be the best of the best, but you see him still struggling with his family and his kids and trying to be, you know, that person for them. Yeah. And there's just drama. He's not getting what he wants out of it because he can't control them like he can his own his own image and his own destiny. I will tell you and that's this. just like two episodes in. Oh yeah, and you, <laughs> and you got it, and you definitely got it. It is a yeah. way better Superman and Lois. Right. Okay. I got you. It's so much better. I got dragged him into this, but that's that's fine. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you got the family dynamic. They live on a farm. You know, Utopian is the Superman arch type. And then uh, Lady Liberty is the Wonder Woman type. You know, they have children just like uh, Superman and, and Lois. And it's a lot about that family strife, that family dynamic and how it interplays and, and works together. But but it's more uh, realistic with the times, I would say. Yes. Rather than, like you said, with Superman and Lois, where it's like that farm, white picket fence kind of life is what they're trying to have. And you don't see all the nasty, the drugs, the 
the fighting, yeah. the getting beat up because you're trying to be a superhero stuff. Yep. Or or they might have. We didn't give it a bit, that much of a chance, but that's fine. Oh, you you have, I've only watched <laughs> that first episode. I didn't watch anything else. Have you watched any more? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I watched them all. It's it's like you said, it's basically like any other CW show. It's it's CW. I mean, they can only do so much. You know, they ain't yeah. gonna have nobody out getting their head busted open. I will say this about Jupiter's legacy. I want to see more. It's good. Josh Dumel, uh, Leslie Bibb, and the rest of the team did a fantastic job, and they they have me. I'm I'm hooked. I I, I noticed I you watched them all. I want to see a few more seasons of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell this story. Yeah, and you know, comparing it to a bunch of other superhero shows that are out, it so far has taken its own path. I guess. Yeah. You know. Uh, we got like the boys, which is was awesome. Ready for season three of that one? Yes, please. But that is like very dirty side of superhero business, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got you know Invincible, which Fantastic. is animated, but I mean that's kind of along the same lines. But you're just looking at one one person trying to live up to their father's dream, and he's got that little secret thing going on. Yeah, and then and we got this one coming up, which is like wrapping all that up into one. I felt like uh, watching this, uh, these few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And and you'll get more of the lay of the land as you watch more of it. Right. It's hard to talk about it without spoiling it. I definitely don't want to do that. I will just say I've never been the biggest fan of Josh Dumel, but he is fantastic in this role. This is a role that was meant for him and he kicks ass in it. I would say that would be one of our weekly shows, but you've watched it all already, so let's let's catch up next time, and I'll try to finish it this weekend. <laughs> I'm really messing with you big time on that. <laughs> all right, well, man. Because when we talked about it, it didn't sound like you were like, like, okay, I'll watch it, I guess. I'll watch one episode of it this weekend. That's cool. Yeah, I mean. It went, went in hard. I it just after that first episode, I was just like, "What happens next?" That's yeah. what. That's what. That's what. Have you noticed? <laughs> that's what Netflix does very well. Oh yeah, they make you sit there and watch the entire series in one sitting because those yeah. last like two or three minutes, you're like, "I got to know what happens next." Yeah, and then by the time you realize it, you're saying the same thing about the next episode. It's three in the morning. That's that's what you realize. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, ate dinner or nothing yet, right? <laughs> nothing. Bloodshot eyes, you know? I'm looking like Omni Man going to bed. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, Javi. We have Without Remorse came out this year, sure. 2021. This movie is directed by Stefano Salima, written by Taylor Sheridan and Will Staples. Uh, we don't have uh, any kind of budget on this one. This is uh, Amazon Prime. So I assume uh kind of is what it is. I ain't going to tell us all the information yet. <laughs> but I do have a cast. We got Michael B. Jordan as John Kelly, our main character. Jamie Bell as Robert Ritter. Jody Turner-Smith as Lieutenant Commander Karen Greer. And I think we'll kind of get to the to the rest of them as we talk through. A lot of others just kind of came and went. Agreed. Yeah. And I apologize if you hear uh, raindrops and all that. I am not in my regular pod room for this. 
But like always, you have a weapon behind you. <laughs> I know this is a uh, audio medium here, but Javi has a humongous uh, compound bow in his regular pod studio, and his remote oh, yeah. one, he has a uh, long sword. Something like something like Conan the Barbarian would swing around. I don't know what this guy does with all these weapons. You know what I mean? I've never seen Javi hit anybody in my life. <laughs> You know, I got it going on around here. I ain't gonna mess with <laughs> But yeah, the sound quality here is not the same, but we'll get through. Good deal. So, Javi, go ahead and give us a quick synopsis of what this movie is about, man. Yeah, so we have uh, Michael B. Jordan's John Kelly. He's in the military. He gets through a mission and comes home, and some things happen on this mission. He ends up losing all of his team, his wife, his kid, his unborn kid, excuse me, and basically goes out for revenge to get back at the people who murdered his wife and his unborn daughter. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. And and team, we are have a little different format here. A couple of notes that we've gotten from a few subscribers is that we basically tell you the exact movie. Um, we're going to refrain from that because we want you to actually go watch the movie, uh, but also yeah. listen to the pod as well. So we're going to do a recap of our thoughts see how it goes see how everybody likes it yeah all right Hav. uh starting off you know have the these questions are not going to really throw them out there but this movie itself i know we watched it at home yeah but i definitely wanted to see this in the theaters man yeah it's a great great action movie uh we'll get back to that at some point yeah 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 just the just the scope and the size of the movie itself yeah and just the, the great action segments it just needed to be on like the biggest screen ever. You know, it's nothing like watching the dark Knight, the dark Knight rises man of steel or something of that nature or any like mission impossible movie. Yeah. But it's a step below those. I will say that. Well, are you trying to see it on a screen where this guy's the same, the same height as you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not bigger. <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, you know, going through the scenes is very big. Like you said, you know, they're in the, they're in buildings. You got a lot of, big pan shots as well yeah. that would be great on the on the big screen with the good audio from all the gunfire the explosions all that to rumble your seat you know it's one of the nearest flicks i've watched in a very long time that's closest to live action movie call of duty yeah that was the vibe that i got in the beginning and that's the vibe i got in the end at that third act you know i probably haven't seen a movie like that since black hawk down honestly let's talk about john kelly you understand early on that he is a company man for the military and he's good at what he does. Yes. Very good. He does the work for the country and loves his family. And then when tragedy strikes, you know, he goes ape shit and goes off to get revenge, man. And that was, <laughs> you know, his moral compass throughout the yeah. entire rest of the, of the movie there. Well, what'd you think about him? It's the character, John Kelly. I think it was played very well by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Emotionally, physically you know he's he portrays such great emotion off and on like a flick of a switch going from serious going from military man soldier to emotional father husband and just scene by scene i mean you know he's he's in there he's being a soldier and then he has that flip switch where all of a sudden it's like i'm not a soldier now i'm the husband out for revenge and he plays it so well he did it so well in this movie yeah, you know, what hasn't been said about Michael B. Jordan in his young career already? He's a phenomenal yeah. actor who hasn't reached his full potential, 
But in this mm-hmm. flick, his acting prowess and motivation is what drives the flick and what brings it home. And that's what's fun, man. You kicked ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the movie is a movie with a big cast. He's with the team most of the movie. But it stays focused on him. It's literally John Kelly and the gang, right? Everybody behind him. There's not really Yeah. There's not really a, a, a co star, if I can, you know, if anybody can see me putting that in in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean scene to scene, that's what I noticed. I mean, even when he's sitting there with just somebody on his side, like, you know, he's got a whole lot of interaction with Lieutenant Greer. Yeah. Uh Jody Turner Smith, who is awesome as well. Mm-hmm. But it stays, he, he keeps it on him no matter what. He's the main focus and it's because he's out for re- revenge, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, that and Michael B. Jordan in general just keeps that spotlight the whole time. Yeah, he like commands it, yeah, but doesn't ask for it. It just is there. That's how right. I feel, man. And right. you know, that's how it was in, in Black Panther. You know, after Black Panther released, they made over a bazillion dollars. You so know, much money. Everybody was talking about how great the movie was overall and how great all the acting was and how triumph of a black superhero movie it, it was. But Michael B. Jordan's performance, dude is out there yeah. killing it in every performance, man. He This movie is a combination of him as Eric Killmonger and him as Creed. <laughs> you know, you combine those yeah. two characters, right? He's He's strong, he's determined, he's smart, and he's an all-around badass. He doesn't take shit from no one. Nah, I mean, he's got the acting chops and he's jacked. So over dinner the other night, Carmen and I, uh, we sat down and I turned on the movie Speed and she was actually digging it, man. Oh, yeah. I was fully surprised. She's not really an action movie type of person, but she was entrenched in the movie. One of those big cinematic adventures that happen on on film with Keanu Reeves you know movies have this ability to bring people together to post up in a theater and enjoy an amazing cinematic adventure Javi what's the first big movie event that you can recall in your life I have to say Space Cowboys oh man great movie I was like 13 14 years old bunch of friends going out to the gym theater and having a good time in Kannapolis North Carolina mine would be 1996 Independence Day my mom took me my brother all of our friends to go see this movie right Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum and they're taking on aliens and the theater was full everybody was there to just see this amazing movie and we all were there and it was just enjoyable just one of my favorite moments man yeah movie moments they're memorable and everybody has their all-time favorite movie moments what was yours the prestige christian bale versus hugh jackman wolverine versus batman <laughs> as magicians what hugh jackman does to ensure his magic trick works i'm not going to spoil it but mind-blowing what about you man for me it was the stay puff marshmallow man ghostbusters <laughs> love that movie <laughs> love that scene just a great scene in general <laughs> On that note, we would love to engage with all you guys and talk about your favorite movie moments as well. And you can find us at Movie in a Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and you can also find us on Facebook as well. Yeah, guys, don't forget to add, like, and share our content. We hope to hear from you all soon. And what about the uh, second lead in the movie? You did speak about her uh, a little bit, Karen Greer. Yeah, she um, pops in and out quite a bit, mm-hmm. but she has some good action scenes as well. Yeah. Uh, she did some good fighting, some good shooting. She 
she commanded her scenes just as well as Michael B. Jordan. But like I said, she she got her moments and she sh- shined in her moments. But as soon as you know John Kelly's back in the scene, I was like, all right, who, you know, yeah. we're on him now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but man. like you said, just just the way it, way it goes, and I think that's the whole point of the movie. She was cool, man. She is yeah. uh, James Greer's niece, right from the Jack Ryan Tom Clancy universe. So, you know, she's right there in the mix as well. Yeah. And, you know, she's an intelligent commanding officer who sides with Kelly throughout the entire movie, but also has the ability to, you know, make him stop, make him slow down, like make him come back to reality and be like, you can't go that far. Basically, the only other person he trusts. Yes, exactly. Aside from his wife. Yep. Pretty much is what what I got from it. You know, they've been side by side for a while. With him, you know, ended up in the prison, helping him get out. She trusts him, or she trusts him, I guess, just as much as uh, he trusts her. Yeah, she plays the character to a T where, you know, she wants answers for this attack. Not Mm -hmm. only the attack uh, that they did at the beginning of the movie, but also the attack on her team that, like, all got sniped. Oh, yeah. You know, within 24 hours of each other. And then killed John's wife. And baby yeah. girl, so just she she's intense, man, and I really enjoyed her. Moving forward, Jamie Bell, <laughs> Robert Ritter, <laughs> yeah, he plays a an interesting character for me. It's like the whole movie, you really don't know where he's at in this whole this whole scheme. You don't like you you don't know if he's if he is a bad guy or if he's a good guy. You, you don't know when he's playing anybody or when he's not playing people. He worked it out very well. He really kept you, kept you kind of wondering if he was like in all this mess, right? Yeah, and and you you've seen uh, people play CIA officers before. Um, this guy, you he left you in suspense after the yeah. opening scene, after the debrief, after his Kelly's team was killed. Yeah, throughout the rest of the movie, you don't know whose side he's actually on. Because I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, what's the archetype of a CIA agent, right? Their job is to keep secrets and not yeah. tell things and keep people pissed off who who's at who asks for answers but doesn't mm-hmm. provide them. And, he, and Jamie Bell does this to the T, man. Just a fantastic yeah. actor. Lo- always loved Jamie Bell. Uh, Jumper, Snowpiercer, Rocket Man. Man on the Ledge. I just I loved all of his performances. What I want to see is him more front and center. In these movies, he's always a right. good supporting actor. I don't think he's been in a lead role since Billy Elliot when he was a kid. So and that was back oh, in the geez. 90s. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people, that's their place. Some some people can shine, you know? Yeah. He did a great job in this uh, in this character, you know, along with Michael B. Jordan and Jody Turner-Smith. You know, he got down to playing a American accent and basically was a super shady character with unknown <laughs> mo- motives, right? That was one of my yeah. notes that I, I wrote down. I was like, this guy is just yeah. shady from start to most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much to like the very end of the movie. <laughs> Did you Do you remember that uh, Bell and Jordan teamed up before? No. Fantastic Four. Did you ever see that one that came out a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah, he so Jamie Bell plays uh, Ben Grimm. Obviously, you only know him for like the first, I don't know. Did he really? 20, 30 minutes of the movie. But yeah, he plays Ben Grimm. 
Really? All right. I did not. I, mean, I knew Michael B. Jordan was in Fantastic Four. I didn't put that piece together, though. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, man. He was definitely in, in that movie. Once again, the movie itself was not good, <laughs> but the entire cast is what I loved. And then when you brought in uh, Jamie Bell and Michael B. Jordan with the others, yeah. it was just fantastic casting. I was, I enjoyed the cast a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed them, but yeah. The rest of, <laughs> the rest of that was questionable. <laughs> Awesome, man. So something I want to talk about is how visceral and in your face all these action scenes were. I kind of felt like I was there in the moment through this. They were very big, and there was really only like four action scenes in this whole movie. Yeah. To say that they were really awesome, and there's like four. (laughs) It's pretty awesome, right? (laughs) Guess is one way to put it. Yeah, very big, very long, very well choreographed. That's the that's the one of the things I want to talk about. The director puts you in a place like you're literally right there next to these characters during mm-hmm. this this fight. The you one in the beginning of the, the movie, face. you know, you might catch a knife, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> and they're dodging watching <laughs> the movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, one of the one of the things I want to talk about, you know, my my favorite scene of, of the movie is one of the action scenes. Is yeah. the prison fight, dude? Was that your favorite? Me too, homie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sir. Yo, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So obviously, we don't want to spoil it for anybody. Definitely, if you haven't seen I'll it spoil. yet. But there's four other ones. We can spoil one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they tell him to. They basically say, "Let's go. You're going for a walk." He's like, "Nah, fam." And then no. he he shuts the he shuts the little uh sliding thing or whatever. Walks away. And Michael B. Jordan just gets takes his shirt off and just gets intense. Yeah. Starts running the water. I just finished watching this movie before we started recording. Carmen was like, he knows his sink's running, right? Like, <laughs> like yeah. Some shit's about to go go down. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> he was planning it. He was hyping himself up. But gosh, dude, that was just a really visceral, fun, intense. I felt like I was in that jail cell. Catching an ass whoop and getting molly whopped. And, you know, once again, we talk about how good of a actor he is and his emotion. Yeah. This one, there was no talking. It was all body language, all, you know, just physical, physical acting. Yeah. I mean, my boy's jacked. Oh, he's... He was flexing. He was just... <laughs> he put it all out there, man. And it was... That's why it was my favorite. Just because no. him, him using all that to his advantage. Yeah, and I wondered at first, I'm like, would you take him, like, I, I get why the water is on the floor. <laughs> I was trying to figure out why he put it, like, on his shoulders and his back, and they couldn't get a grip on him, man. They, they couldn't nope. get a hold of this guy at all. Yeah. And he was ready to snap some necks, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, he made that very vocal. <laughs> no, but yeah, great, great fight scene. Very, very close combat. I mean, jail cell. Can't get much closer than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know we've already been been hinting on it but the acting it, itself right jordan holds up the movie the entire movie is just him you said it already a couple times yeah so, but the sporting cast really drives the movie home and drives the plot of this movie man yeah i thought the acting was phenomenal yeah i mean you got uh mother favorites in here which uh, guy pierce come on as a secretary of defense thomas clay yeah. I mean, he, he starts out the movie kind of spotty, 
not spotty like his acting, but just his roles in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just kind of in and out as this, uh, you know, secretary of defense. Calling the shots, yeah. Yeah. Then he gets to come in with a little bit more later on in the movie. Jordan holds holds it up, but I, I have yeah. to always go back to Ritter and just not knowing <laughs> what side of the fence that he's on, man. Like, that's the, yeah. that, that's the kind of shit that just intrigues me about acting and about movies, how well these this actor can can hold that up right because yeah sometimes you can tell in movies like yep this person's gonna be this person's bad this person's good <laughs> this person you know exactly what this person's m- motives are but jamie bell you just didn't know the entire time yeah i mean after like the opening scene you're like this guy did it all <laughs> yes he's 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 the one behind he's a- everything that's ever happened to the bat to, to these people in this team yep. since the beginning, since they got in the military. <laughs> <laughs> and then just a little bit later, you're sitting at the table with him, and he's talking and you're like, okay, maybe he wasn't that guy. Yeah. He's a CIA agent. So he's, you know, he's got those secrets and he keeps things to himself, but you're like, okay, he's all right. And then a little later on again, you're like, he did it all. It's him. Why the, yeah, dude. Why the <laughs> hell were you not on the plane? You were in the hangar with us. Why the hell were you not in that crash yeah. plane with us? And, right, and you right. Just, you just chilling on the couch eating bonbons, bro, when yeah. we roll up? <laughs> well, I mean, that's why he got pinned up, right? Yeah, dude, for, for a hot minute. I thought he was going to. Yeah. He turned blue. Once again, just another great, great scene between him and Michael. Switching between, you know, like with Jamie Bell being scared and being serious and trying to be cool to being scared again, Michael Jordan, serious, you know, I'm a soldier, then, okay, I'm not a soldier, I'm that husband, that's for revenge, just back and forth, fantastic. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about is is the plot itself, right? This movie is a, you know, it starts off as a revenge flick. Mm-hmm. We've seen a bunch of these before. Yeah. Somebody's, somebody's family member dies, somebody's best friend dies, Somebody's dog dies, you know, whatever the case is, you know, the rabbit got loose, whatever the case is, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it starts off with that, yeah. but this movie has uh, so much more to it, so much more components and elements. I mean, honestly, it's a little bit more on, you know, the realistic side. Yeah. As much as I can say that, you know, his actions actually have consequences in the movie. Either way, you know, it's never like he's just, okay, you're... You're a soldier, so you're free to do whatever you want to. It's never like that through this movie. I mean, he killed somebody and was in jail. Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, you know, he did that and he went to jail, even though he ended up being rescued from jail, I guess, because he wasn't freed. He, he was going to snap everybody's neck in there. Yeah. Probably so, would have done it as well. <laughs> he had a lot of water on his back. Good. So... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, even though that, you know, all this stuff happened and he got out of he got out of the prison and ended up out in the free world, you know, he wasn't free and clear. And he knew that. Yeah. I give a thumbs up to that that as being part of the plot of the movie. Yeah, so like 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 we said, right? It's got that revenge stuff and mm-hmm. there's consequences to his actions trying to go for revenge, but you stay for the conspiracy. What's yeah. going on? Like why did my team get downed? What is going on with this guy and who was supposedly dead, but shot and killed my wife? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, you as you go through the movie, you're, it starts kind of unraveling. And you're like, oh, 
this is more messed up than you thought it was supposed to be. Yeah, you think it's just this this one guy. That's the guy he's got to get to. But it's so much it's, more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it it really is. I mean, literally a uh, warfare. <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not it's, just about that. It's literally about about warfare. Modern in day modern warfare, right there on the spot, yeah. man. All right, JV, go ahead and give us your thoughts on this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. The action scenes, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, the other characters led you through a, a good story that we've heard before, but in a little bit different way. At the end of the day, though, I give this a three out of five buckets. You know, it just wasn't when there wasn't action, you know, just a lot of a lot of talking and a lot of things that weren't really as great as I would like them to be in between the action. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about you, Clive? What do you think? I am a big fan of Michael B. Jordan. Uh, The fact that he got to produce this flick as well, you know, he put a lot of energy into this and performed quite well. Like I said, um, the plot itself was fantastic. The action sets and the action sequences, you know, they, it was, it's a drawback to, it's kickback to the eighties and nineties type where it was very visceral and in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't all this stylized type va- action. It was just like he just whooped those guys' ass <laughs> in, in yeah. that in that hotel in that third act, man. Like, he was just throwing yeah. haymakers, and that was really fun to watch, man. You know, this is a movie that I want to see sequels to, and it kept me engaged. This movie, I'm also going to go ahead and give three buckets out of five. Um, but I am really excited what this John Kelly. Here's a spoiler. John Clark is going to do in the future, man. So (laughs) really excited about that. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode discussing without remorse. Next week, we'll be sharing our thoughts on the 2005 comedy. Be cool. And that's streaming on HBO max. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. J 8200. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. All right, homie. Well, you take it easy. Zippity-doo-dah. Good night. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.